to be one of the most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to The Shepard Ambellis Show. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. Whoa, it's a new week. It's a new week. Time has sped up. The earth is spinning quicker. They've announced it. You know, it's a whole thing. Mm. Yeah, time has sped up. So uh, it's Monday again. We got a great show planned. Uh, Linnell Mitchell is going to be with us. We're going to be talking uh, on a variety of topics. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm almost just going to basically turn over the floor to Linnell because I know he's got a lot of information and this is power pack stuff. This is what you are going to want to hear. We're going to talk about Tartaria, ancient technology, ancient civilizations, maybe touch on the Smithsonian, some other stuff, mud floods, world events, previous events, maybe what's going to happen in the future. We're going to talk a little bit about Linnell's CBD product um, and more. Um, and we'll get into that here shortly. Uh, Aaron Cole, do we have any um, news for the day? I know that we got some Biden clips queued up. I didn't really get into anything today. I was thinking, um, you know, we would just go hard in the paint on Tartaria because, um, you know, that's just a topic a lot of people want to hear about. It's been covered on tinfoil hat a lot lately by Sam Tripoli. And I feel like they don't, um, cover a lot of the points that I've heard Linnell talk about. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. because I mean, it's such a broad subject. You can't touch on everything, but Linnell has a great way of presenting these, uh, the whole thing. And, uh, I'm sure we're going to get into everything else. Aaron Cole, um, and Bethany, anything that you guys want to talk about, anything you see in the news this morning that, uh, caught your eye. The, uh, the only thing I really saw today, I've been uh, battling some kind of uh, illness. I don't know what the hell's going on, but real tired and coffee, a um, little fever. But uh, I don't think it's, uh, of course, that dirty ass shit. So I've been kind of lazy <laughs> the past couple days. But uh, today, I know Biden went to Kentucky. He was talking to uh, the victims of some flooding and stuff. And we have a couple quick clips. I think they're each about like 30 seconds. There's one with him talking about the the weather, if y'all are interested in that. Oh, yeah, let's check it's it out. A, I know the weather's been crazy lately. <laughs> right. All right, here we go. The weather may be out our control for now, but it's not beyond our control. Okay, that one was real short. Oh, it's bad. not beyond their control. The weather may be yeah. out of control right now, but it's not beyond our control. Ooh, what's mm -hmm. that mean? <laughs> that's, that's real deep. Yeah. I know we could waste a lot of time right there. I, wanna, I know we want to get to Linnell, but of course he's saying he's saying what we all know. We can control it, but we're not exactly 100% on it. 
Sorry. Yeah, and you know what? Here's mm. the thing. He's not fumbling over his words. He knows, in no. my opinion, exactly what he's saying because it's mm-hmm. right in our faces, in plain view, in plain sight. Here you go. Eat a shit sandwich. Well, that's like just like mm-hmm. John Brennan, the CIA director, coming out and saying, hey, look, you know, there's weather modification. They need billion, or billions of dollars budget for it and all this. But, you know, they've been doing this for decades now they've already had trillion dollar budgets it's absolutely absurd uh that people still think that this is a conspiracy this stratospheric um aerosol injection geoengineering solar radiation management and just straight up uh depopulation spraying the populace like roaches with poisonous toxins and metals damn straight hey and don't forget biden he is coming back to you the people of kentucky Check it out. I don't want any Kentuckian telling me you don't you don't have to do this for me. Oh, yeah, we do. You're an American citizen. We never give up. We never stop. We never bow. We never bend. We just go forward. And that's what we're going to do here. And you're going to see. And I promise you the bad news for you is I'm coming back because I want to see it. Thank you. Oh, that is bad news. <laughs> Damn. He's fucking coming back. Oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no, hell no. That's bad news for you. What an idiot. Oh, shit. That's kind of all I caught today. Beth, did you have anything? That is bad news. No, not really. I was out running around and, you know, just noticing some people. I still notice the masks and, you know, people driving their cars. (laughs) I try to ignore it. They keep them on. Like while they're driving. Yeah, you know, and I try to remember, okay, well, it's their their body, their choice. They can do whatever they want, but I'll tell you the truth. It still, like, irks me at times. You know, it produces, it actually produces at times anxiety. Yeah. But, you know, I don't expect people to rotate their lives around me, and, and hopefully other people feel the same way uh, about my choices. But mm. um, I don't know. I think we're going to see some... I'm I'm just looking forward, or maybe not looking forward to. I'm wondering what the um, fall holds for us. You know, as the weather starts changing and it starts getting a little chillier, I'm just wondering what what they got planned next. I'm thinking nothing good. All <laughs> bad. War, butt pox. It's coming. It Power says, outages, maybe. You know, there's something on Newsbreak. It's actually um, talking about some space weather stuff. I know Linnell might want to get into NASA and a little bit of space uh, talk maybe toward the end of the broadcast or something, but this is just uh, mainstream stuff. They're talking about a solar wind stream unexpectedly hit Earth at 372 miles a second. Uh, Scores of solar scientists observe solar activity, but our star still manages to spring surprises. They're saying this G2 class geomagnetic storm can occur as many as 600 times in each solar cycle uh so i don't know you know it's just like space rhetoric um but it you know it's it's what they pump out their uh their news yeah i mean you, you know it's like you don't even know like if this stuff's measurable you know they have all these instrumentations the iswa all this stuff i don't know but maybe we'll get into it later um we got about two minutes left until break so i think um we'll just bring on linnell real quick and linnell mitchell's our guest uh he's a deep researcher 
that does ultra deep dives and um, gets into some topics that, you know, some of the stuff I've talked with them about has just blown my mind. Linnell Mitchell, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you back. What's going on, man? You can't be uh, hyping up people like that, man. You you build them up only for me to let them down. Oh, you know, no, no, no. as intelligent as they think, man. Nah, nah, nah. I'm, I'm an ordinary young buster here to, to spout off musings that I heard about randomly somewhere. That's all. <laughs> nah, man, I assure you, Linnell is on top of his game. You know, we got, a couple, we got about a minute and a half until break. Why don't you just... Uh, Give people a brief background about yourself and uh, talk a little bit about your product. You know what, bro? So real quick about me. I don't like talking about myself, man, for real, for real. Um, what I will say is I start like I'm like everybody else. Um, I got questions like a lot of us, especially people like you, Shep, Bethany. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we grow up asking questions. Right. Um, and traditionally in the system that we grow up in is shunned. Right. They discourage you from shit like that. Um, and so. Um, the Internet has given us uh, a way to connect with each other where a lot of the, the questions that we once had, um, we have access to. And so um, I'm somebody that that makes it um, that enjoys just kind of digging in the rabbit holes and exploring the questions behind the questions. So that's just more about me. Um, so what you said about um, my business, I definitely own a CBD business. Ooh, let's uh, talk about it on the other side. We're going to go yeah. break three minutes and then we'll talk about CBD. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network, where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, the Shepard Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole, and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. The all-original beat, 
Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all-original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. On the edge of your seat, stop biting your nails. Sit back, strap in, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to The Shepherd and Bella Show. Well, today we got a great guest. Linnell Mitchell is with us. We're back. Uh, Linnell, the break cut us off. We got about 16 minutes to the next break. But uh, let's talk CBD a little bit because you got this uh, CBD product. Let us know a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, it's topical CBD products. I got a couple. So um, one, like I don't know. So actually, you know what is interesting is that today is actually National CBD Day. Oh, perfect. I didn't know that perfect. at all. I swear to God, somebody <laughs> hit me up and say, man, you know, today is National CBD Day. I did not. So it's great that we're on here talking about it. Yeah. Um, so my website is vigorforpain.com. V-I-G-O-R, the number four, pain.com. Um, so I got a couple products on there. Um, high quality CBD. Um, the Vigor Sport is great for all you people. You got aunts, aunties, uncles that got all kinds of pains, knees, back, shoulders. It's really good for headaches. Um, and ladies, it's really good for menstrual cramps as well. I didn't know this um, at the time, but some I, I found that out on accident. I think uh, my stepdaughter might have put some. She had some cramps. She was like, yeah, would this help with my menstrual cramps? I said, I don't know. She came back the next morning. I was like, yo, it was great. So headaches and menstrual cramps, man, I'm telling y'all. Um, also, I have a, a cannabis, uh, cannabis-infused soap called the Amazing Soap. Check it out. Mm. Um, now that yeah. sounds good to me. I love to uh, try different soaps and whatnot. Do uh, how like how's the cannabis for your skin? Uh, how does that work? The, the CBD and whatnot. You know, it is extremely hydrating. Hmm. Okay, right. I gotta um, get some. So um, you know, people have uh, inflammation issues with their skin, so psoriasis or eczema, things of that nature. Um, the the, the cannabis actually heals your skin issues, hmm. right? Um, so no, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's an amazing product. And so I'm also working on a, uh, a massage oil. That's my that's my newest venture. So I'm, hmm. I'm gonna have a massage oil ready to go within the next eh, couple weeks. That's awesome, man. That's I just awesome. wanna pop in here and say that I've used uh, Linnell's product. Mm -hmm. the, you have. Uh, Yes, the ointment. My daughter does jujitsu and she gets a little sore, you know, some muscle soreness from time to time. And so we used it and it worked really good. I, I got to get myself some more, actually. And um, so my daughter attests to it. She's like, wow, this stuff really works. And, you know, I give her a little deep tissue mas massage with it and massage it in real good on her back. So thank you for that. And uh, I have a question for you real quick That's before awesome. we move on. Um, how does that uh, cannabis soap work on acne? My son has a little issue with, you know, 
some facial acne. Um, any any um, feedback on that? You know what? I don't. I have no idea. So I don't know anybody who who use it for acne. All I know is people use it for like psoriasis and eczema and stuff like that. And they said it was great. Acne, don't know. Like I don't like saying stuff that I don't have knowledge of. So I don't know. Maybe I'll order some and we'll we'll try it and then I can yeah. give you some feedback Be my on first that. Test case, I swear sure. To God. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. uh, oh, you know what, Bethany? I forgot you ordered some. You did. Yes. So there, there goes your testimony, guys, right there. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, uh, I I guess uh, we better get into it. Uh, let's start with Tartaria and these mud floods. Linnell, mm. I, uh, I'm just going to turn over the floor to you and kind of let you take the listeners on a ride because uh, I, I, after I got into Tartaria and listened to you uh, talk about it for hours in Clubhouse, I, um, I believe that they've definitely hidden our history. And I think that there's, you know, I, I question like, well, how could they do that so quick? You know, I feel like they did it over the last like several hundreds years or something like that they really buckled down on it and there but then i think about it they're hiding history now in modern day linnell mitchell you have the floor all right um so we we're starting with kind of one of the biggest um this is one of the biggest subjects one of the biggest and widest subjects um because it it encompasses so much right so ultimately it's about the reset Okay, um, and I think um, when we talk reset, a lot of people, um, so they have the idea. So right now, it's, we, the, there's a big theme about the Great Reset and this, that, and the other. And what people have to understand is that we've been reset multiple times. Okay, um, they feed us the propaganda that uh, history is linear. So we started off, you know, as tadpoles crawling out of the uh, the, the 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 swamp, right? The cosmic goo, and then we grew mm -hmm. legs and. Mm -hmm fucking lost our tail and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so to cavemen, to, you know, the sticks and stones and inventing the wheel and fire and all this other trash. Right. So they feed us this narrative about where, where we were. Um, the truth of the matter is um, we are actually technologically um, lower than the previous civilization. Right. Um, so I want you to think. So have you ever heard the. Uh, the conspiracy that the Jetsons and the Flintstones existed at the same time. You ever heard about that? Jeff? I, th I heard about it. I didn't get into it. That's fascinating right. though. Yo, so check this out. So, um, for this, uh, for this example, uh, think this, think Jetsons reset Flintstones, right? Mm -hmm. So where we're the Flintstones, mm -hmm. right? So previously, um, the previous civilization before the reset, um, there was a worldwide energy grid. Right. Where um, there was you had you can have uh, wires, or, um, heat, electricity in your house. They had vehicles. They had flying machines of all sorts. Right. And none of them needed batteries, per se, because they were able to harness the energy from the from the atmosphere. Right. So even today. So this is one of the things you can go and test. Right. None of this stuff I'm saying right now um, is without without evidence. Right. None of it's baseless. You can go and test. They'll tell you that the earth has a magnetic field. Right. They'll, um, they'll, they'll tell you that um, as you go up in elevation. Right. Um, it gains charge. Right. So mm -hmm. the, the energy is everywhere. It's just at one point um, we knew how to harness the energy from the atmosphere and use it. 
they've hidden that part right they hid that technology right so a lot of the stuff we get um in dribbles and uh, dribs and drabs are um you get stories like tesla where people always talk about you know what tesla did and what he invented and things of that nature the fact of the matter is tesla didn't invent any fucking thing right tesla was simply um rediscovering or he had access to some knowledge where did that technology was pervasive around the world uh, when people say tartaria it's a really generic term um i know people they mean it as a a lot of times people will say it as like a, um, a specific um people one world people they were everywhere ruling everything at the same time and peace and harmony it wasn't nothing like that um when i say tartaria i mean a time period Right. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the time period in which okay. the grid was activated, the mm -hmm. grid was on and we could actually harness the energy from the ether. Right. That's the Tartarian time period I'm talking about before the last reset. So the mud floods were a tool of the resetters to cut off the grid. Can you explain that? Can you ex briefly explain the ether? Because you mentioned that for the <laughs> listeners that don't know, because I think some people are going to want to know what that is. Right. So when we talk about the ether, um, so we're talking about the energy that's in the ether, right? So it's energy in the atmosphere. It exists everywhere, right? The only thing we have to do is know how to harness it, know how to convert it from that form into a usable form. Okay. Everywhere you are, there's energy available for to be utilized, right? And that's the stuff that Tesla was doing. The, those are the machines that he um, that he's credited with. Um, with building or uh, or given to the world that supposedly was taken off the world stage. All his patents were supposedly taken, hidden away, never to be seen again. But the fact of the matter is um, that energy had already existed. Those machines, that idea, those concepts were already here, right? And the entire world had access to them, right? So we had buildings that could harness energy for healing, right? And so the thing is, you see a lot of the structures still up today mm -hmm. okay so evidence of this is everywhere mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying absolutely um, uh, yeah so um th th there are two types of architecture that you look at um and you think um previous civilization or i want you to think previous civilization one is the gothic style mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. um the gothic uh, the gothic structures where you have those um those sharp uh sharp points at the top they have multiple spires right yeah. they have these really odd um uh sharp turns like on the uh at the top of them mm -hmm. with all these different pointy things mm -hmm. yo those are energy harvesting um mm -hmm. machines mm -hmm. right um they've been turned into churches right the the, the I, even the idea of, a, of religion is really new it was invented after the reset to cover up exactly what those things were um, the other the other structures um, that you look at and I want you to think reset are the Greco-Roman structures where um, I think, for example, we'll take like the Capitol, the, the United States Capitol building where you have the uh, the dome. Right. So you have the That's domed right. uh, ceiling or the domed roof. Right. With a spire sticking up. Right. Um, the columns, the, the, the Roman, quote unquote, the, the Roman columns. Mm -hmm. Right. Are also a classic. Um, telltale sign of uh, of old world architecture 
right? So those types of structures were used to harness the energy from the ether. Now that's amazing, Linnell, because um, you know I think of those big courtrooms, maybe like Grand Central mm -hmm. Station, Night Court, that sh TV series Night Court, and they showed that mm -hmm. one uh, old yeah, courtroom, right? Yeah, uh, yep, all these uh, around America, and also then the Greek monuments and whatnot that looked like they were rubbled. Right. So the first thing is um, we don't find these structures only in Greece or places associated with Greece. We find them everywhere. You find them in Europe. You find them in America. You find them in Asia. You find them in Africa. You find them in Russia. Right. So the question is, so is either is two options. Either the person that designed them was everywhere. Right. Or the people. Right. Control the entire place or they had influence everywhere, right? It was either one architect going everywhere and designing all these goddamn buildings because they are all, they, they're credited with being built um, mid 1800s, right? But we know that they're much older than that, right? Um, or that it was a civilization that built these because they, they utilized them, right? And so what they did was they turned a bunch of these buildings, they repurposed them, right? So when Shep is talking about um, things like the, uh, the Colosseum, right? Um, things like the amphitheaters um, that you see a little bit of everywhere because they're not just over in Europe, right? So those, so when you watch a movie like Gladiator, so one, um, one of my favorite scenes is when um, uh, the the first battle with the Colosseum in Rome, right, where uh, Maximus, they, they him, he he galvanizes everybody, he becomes the general that he is. They they work together, they kill all the people, and then you know Commodus comes out and he says, "Tell me your name." And so when Maximus turns and he says. Maximus uh, Decimus Meridius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. You know, uh, I will have my vengeance in this life for the next. Like I, the hairs on my fucking, on my arms stand up. Like whenever he does that, I'm like, yo, this is just a cold scene. I was like, yo, this must've been dope. The fact of the matter is that's propaganda. That mm -hmm. never happened because that Colosseum, they were never used for games like that. That's a machine. It was used for energy harvesting, mm -hmm. right? But they sell mm -hmm. it to us they have to give us cover stories about what these structures were, right? And so they, they tell us about, oh, yes, this was their Senate and this was the Colosseum and this was for circuses. And so they just kind of make up stories, right? Um, either the, the people that are telling this shit don't know the real shit. And so they just make shit up. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, I often they, thought when I was younger, Linnell, um, I, I, I kept kind of dwelling i remember i was probably like around 10 to 12 years old and i was thinking about the pyramids and i was thinking about i heard stories about um how they can't even build these things today and i also you know over time i would say you know into my 20s i would talk about this often with my friends you know have we lost technology because I kind of noticed there were a lot of these megalithic structures. There were things that we just can't build. And we're, we're in a brutalistic era of uh, architecture where there's just nothing. I mean, uh, Linnell, two, 300 years ago, the new, you know, 200 years ago, the New York skyline, it looked impressive. You know, some of these skylines in these cities, there's photos from like, um, way back when uh, you can tell that these cities were highly established, uh, these buildings, you know, some of these buildings, uh, like Linnell said, are, are still standing today, but some were, a lot were torn down and, and they 
I believe they tore them down to hide these, but there were like hotels and, and high rises in New York that had elevators and all this, um, wiring in them and all this fancy stuff. And they were built amazing. I mean, it, uh, you know, uh, think of those buildings in Moscow, all this stuff, um, Linnell. Yeah. So, um, that's one of those things that will completely throw you off. So remember everything they give us is a cover story. So we see, um, pictures. So I'm from Chicago, right? Um, and so think about the great Chicago fire where they tell us that, oh, a cow kicked over, you know, Miss O'Leary's cow kicked over a lantern in the barn. And next thing you know, the whole goddamn region was on fire because it was the region. Right. So people always they call it the Chicago fire. But the fact of the matter is the shit went all the way up into Wisconsin and around Lake Michigan into uh, into Indiana. Right. So the entire region was on fucking fire. That's right. Crazy. They tell us it started from a cow. Right. However, when you look at the pictures of the aftermath of the uh, of the um, of the fire, there are lots of brick and stone buildings. Mm. And so the question is, how the hell are these fucking we'll talk about we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Linnell Mitchell's our guest. These buildings were rubbled. It looked uh, amazing. We'll talk about it more. Stay tuned. This is Bethany Adani from the Shepherd Ambella Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambella's Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, the Shepherd Ambella Show with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. 
great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. Nell Mitchell is our guest. Before the break, we were talking about how there were these fires. And, uh, but like, if you look at pictures of these, it looks like there was a bunch of debris and rubble and dirt. Uh, Linnell, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, but the thing is, um, it wasn't wood, right? All the, the burnt buildings were, were brick. They were stone. Right. And that's not how stone burns. If you burn a, a brick, I live in a brick uh, in a brick house. That's not how brick burns. Like after a fire, brick isn't just gone like that. Right. And the fact of the matter is, it wasn't just Chicago that caught on fire. There were fires all over the world around the same during the same period. Right. So you had the San Francisco fire. New York had a fire. St. Louis had a fire. Uh, um, there was fires in the south. Right. Atlanta was set on fire. What they tell so, so they tell you in the Civil War that uh, Sherman burned Atlanta. Right. But all of this stuff happened in the same era. Right. Sherman burned Atlanta, not because of the Civil War. He burned it because the same reason that the rest of these cities were on fire. They were getting rid of the old world. Now, so, so, uh, so the Civil War, they, you know, they had cameras back then and stuff, but apparently there's these artists that go around and they just uh, painted renditions of the battles and this and that. Um, Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you make of this? I mean, do you, like okay so like the average person that's gonna kind of dig into this a little more they're gonna be probably asking questions like okay well you know how are they gonna fake this because you know they told us the civil war was a battle and all this um can you get into that a little bit because that's kind of important for people to kind of wrap their head around like how can they start faking this history all right so um one of the things that you said was interesting was, yo, they, they definitely had cameras, right? Um, and what you'll notice with the actual pictures that you see from the Civil War era is that the sky is always grayed out, right? Wow. Um, there was this one picture I had recently. I got to go find it again. Well, you can, you can see where somebody went through and edited out whatever was in the sky like the then so they went around the tree so it's the tree line you can see an artist in paint like in photoshop um going around the trees to to gray out everything that was in the sky the reason for this is because like i said they had flying machines right and so if you saw a civil war picture right with a with a platoon standing there and machines in the air Right. And and blimps in the air and things flying around. The first thing you would say is, what the hell is this? Right. From what we were told that these didn't exist. But the way that they cover it up is by um, they they filter everything that we get. Right. So the best proof that you can have is the physical evidence. 
right? Because it's all around us, everywhere we look, right? And so we started off talking about the mud flood. The best, the best proof of the mud flood is for you to actually look at the buildings in the city where you live at, especially if you're in an old city, right? So if you're in an old city that was around um, in the 1800s, go downtown and look at the buildings, look at the oldest buildings and look and see where the basement is. Most of the time you'll see that the basement um, the basement windows are half covered by the street, right? But it's not a, it's not like it was designed like that. It looks like the, the, the building was there and then the street kind of came afterwards. Yeah. That's because, yeah, that's because the building was there and then a mud flood came. Okay. Right? And yeah, a lot of times you'll yeah. see this uneven kind of pathway going past a building where you'll see, so it'll be a series of buildings. You'll see kind of the top of a window. Then you'll see a little bit more of a window than more as the street goes on. Mm -hmm. right? People, they, that wasn't built like that. Yeah, right. because when I when I was younger, I uh, I even questioned this. I, I I don't know what building it was or whatever, but I remember talking with my dad about it. I'm like, why would anyone build these windows into the ground? Because that doesn't look like a good design, you know. And and oh, that's just how they built them back then, you know, something like that. Um, and because they tell us that that's a basement level, right? And um, but like in a lot of these where it's like a telltale sign, uh, when they're built on a hill, you can see this really well. And, um, can you talk a little bit about the excavation of the front paneling of these buildings? Because that's really important too. So a lot of times, um, it, so there's a picture of them digging out, um, I think it was London, right? So the entire, the entire city was was covered and so london was is too important for them to just leave okay so they had to dig out the entire city um but every city wasn't like that and a, in a lot of places they may have dug out some mud but they left a lot of it and the mud that they left covered a lot of the the um the front doors and so what they would do is they would shift the front door right from the from the first floor to the second floor and so they created a lot of front doors in a lot of these different places. And then they just plastered over the um, the original front door. They bricked it up. They made it seem like it was never there. Just like they do with a lot of these windows. If you're walking past them, you'll see that a lot of these um, sub-ground level windows are kind of boarded up or bricked up. And then it makes you think, yeah, why would you even build it if you're just going to brick it up? It's because the, dirt, the ground wasn't there when they built it. Right. And so this is the stuff that they can't hide. They, they even they even have this on like the the uh, White House. Uh, I've seen pictures where they dug down and the the facade uh, is a finished uh, face of this thing going down like three levels or something. Dude, it's not. It's like that um, in most cities in America that have old structures. Um, so I, I saw a video recently of Utah. They were in Utah digging down and it, they found columns going down another fifty feet of this building that they were trying to renovate. But the thing is, as they were, as they were digging it up, they were erasing the columns. They were sanding away the, the definition of the column so you couldn't see what it was. So as they're doing these things, they're actively covering up history. This is not like, this is not something that happened and now we're just kind of seeing it. This is something that's currently going on. They're actively trying to erase history as we speak. Um, San Francisco, another, another city that has, um, that where you can go down. 
right? Um, St. Louis is a city built on top of another city. Seattle. There are lots of our cities. That Seattle, are old, like Detroit. Entire cities. Hmm? Seattle has an underground. Uh, Detroit. Seattle. Yes. Detroit. Yes. Uh, again, it's everywhere in the world. It's not just America. It's everywhere in the world. You go and there, the, the cities are built on top of whole other cities because at some point in time, the mud came through and just buried everything. Now, so uh, Linnell, uh, there's these there's these videos people can check on YouTube or people can start trying to Google this. But if you Google like 1751 empty cities and you start looking at all these um, 1751 Paris, 17, you know, they had cameras back then. Uh, there's these there's cities that are so impressive. They look almost bigger and better than our cities today. They look like they're built for tens of millions of, of people. They have way more um, impressive architecture. It just looks uh, like they're set up way better. And the interesting thing about these pictures is where you should see all these people on the streets, just like tons and tons of people. There's just like one or two, three people in this whole city, maybe a couple horses. And it looks like these streets are covered with mud, yet everything looks so high tech. They got like nice sidewalks and buildings and walkways, but uh, there's debris, there's mud. And this is 1751. Uh, Linnell, can you speak to that uh, a little bit? So, yeah. So we see that in a lot of places. So, um, um, those pictures, and then you think back to um, think about a lot of the uh, the movies that we saw um, with like orphans, with like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. So you get all these um, all these orphan stories, right? Um, all these orphanages, these orphan stories, um, and at the same time, you had these cities, and like what you said, the streets were covered with mud. Why are the streets covered in mud in all these different places? Whether you're in New York, like I watch. Um, you ever watch that show Peaky Blinders? No, it's on, no. Uh, it's on Netflix. So it's a show called, called Peaky Blinders. It's set okay. in like uh, the late 1800s, right? Um, they're in they're in England, right? And the streets are covered with mud. There's a there's a a, a consistent um, theme about mud covered streets during a certain time period. Why is that? Because that's when the mud flood had. Um, that's in the aftermath of the mud flood, right? So mm-hmm. again, they had to reset people. Right. So we're um, so we're so this is around the time. This is the post reset time. All right. So the, the history as we know it mm-hmm. um, begins around the early 1800s. Right. This is when uh, we can prove stuff that happened around the early 1800s. Once you get to about 1830, things get kind of mm. murky. Let's go. We got to go right. to a break. And then when we get back, we'll have about 10 more minutes left with our guest and uh, we can talk orphan trains and world fairs. We'll be back. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, 
The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepherd Ambella Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellus Show, co-host with Aaron Cole, and I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellus Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellus Show, with Shepherd Ambellus and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. Shepard Ambellus here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellus. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellus. Copyright 2020. Tartaria, mud floods, all of this. Linnell Mitchell is our guest. Um, Linnell, don't forget to plug everything on the way out. We got about 10, less than 10 minutes, about 10 minutes. Um, Orphan trains and world's fairs. Um, Huckleberry Finn, I don't remember that story, but I remember having to read that in school and I know I didn't pay attention, but it's weird because, and I don't know if I'm getting this crossed up with another story, but I remember like vi- visualizing or picturing um, like a crude type society. And I thought that they had said that was only like, you know, a little ways back. Um, and it felt like they were rebuilding or something. Like, I don't know if that's even, I mean, I was a kid, but I vaguely remember some thoughts like that. Um, but th- there were these empty cities. There were the, um, there was a lot of machinery uh, in this time of these orphans and, and the machinery looked big and there was like kids working in factories. They were, um, shipping these kids around. They openly admit this. And that also ties into the world's fairs, which also ties into some other stuff. But in the world's fairs, they also had these incubators. Um, Linnell, you have the floor. All right. So when we, when we look at, um, the, uh, orphanages, 
right? Um, and then we look at the, the 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 kids working in all these big factories. We look at the orphan trains and stuff. This stuff you can look up. Look up the orphan trains where they were literally shipping kids out of these orphanages all over the country, actually all over the world because they shipped them from um, uh, they shipped them over here as well from from Europe, right? So they were shipping kids everywhere because, like I said, we had went through a reset. Right. And so it's not it wasn't just the orphanages and the orphan trains and the and the world's fairs. Right. So the world's fairs were the introductions of the new people to that place. Right. That's what the world fair was. People think the world fair. Oh, they were just showing off um, this, that and the other. No, they were bringing in a new population to show them where they were going to be living Showing who they were, uh, showing what they were, and what was going on here. That's what the world's fairs were, right? But it's something else that often uh, gets left off when we talk about this, which is the lunatic asylums, right? Um, oh, right. Which, when you look at these things, they were always somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and they were way too big to be in the town that they were in, right? Mm. Though the 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 uh, the insane asylums were big enough to house um, all the people in the small towns that they were in. Mm. And so what those were, those were places where they put people who wouldn't go along with the reset. Right. So once they reset everything, it's like, all right, this is what we're doing. This is um, you forget all that old stuff. Anybody that that bucked the system got put in an insane asylum. Look up the reasons you could get put in an insane asylum in the early 1900s. Right. Stuff like women having a period. Um, breaking up with a girlfriend, um, losing your job. They it was, they just made the bar so low that anybody could be thrown in these things at any time and you never, ever get out. Right? Sounds like a so the insane camp. asylums is where they housed all the people who were the, uh, the, were the uh, that were left over the remnants of the people that it didn't take. What, right? what about the, the tuberculosis centers? Those were like real big too. And I mean, I'm sure there was some some, some sick people they would throw in there, but what if they had like an imaginary sickness mm -hmm. that they were like, hey, you have TB? Exactly. You in there. So when you look at those COVID. structures, when you look at those structures, right, what you see, you see buildings that were already there. They didn't build them, right? They, they try again. They give you a cover story that, hey, these things were built in the 1800s. No, those things had been there 100, 200 years before that. Those are very old structures at that time. And a lot of right. these buildings have cover stories where they go in and they have, they list the architects, they list all this shit. But if you check deep into it, like these things don't seem real and it seems planted maybe by like, I don't know, the Smithsonian, the Rockefellers, the powers that be, whoever controls all the 100%. textbooks, Common Core, all this shit. 100%. Right. And so the, um, those, so Kind of back to your point with the uh, with the orphan trains and, and the world's fairs, right? So they had to repopulate. Once you reset a place, you can't just reset it and leave it, right? Because you still want the world to go on. So they would ship all these kids all over the world, right? They would give them new names, right? They give them new identities. They would put them to work, right? And that's how they reset this place. They 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 reset this place by killing off the adults and re-educating the children. Not right? only that's that, had, not only that, mm -hmm. Linnell, they had it. This is like openly admitted, like y'all can go check into this if you don't believe this shit, but like the world's fairs, they had babies in incubators. They openly admit they gave away hundreds of thousands of babies in incubators. And it's like, okay, really? So uh, did they just find babies with no mothers that were so small that needed incubators or were they growing these things in a test tube? You know what? Ben, I think it's Ben Stiller says his dad was one of those incubator babies. That's crazy. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think so. Um, they a lot of the incubated babies were at Coney Island, right up in uh in, in the Northeast. I think that's like in Jersey or something like that. Um, a huge like that was one of the main incubator farms right there, right? Um, and so th this all happened because they had to reset this place. The same reason that they had um, you know, they got the uh the, the Indian orphanages. So they had, they separated the kids by they had. Orphanages for white kids, they had orphanages for black kids, they had or orphanages for Asian kids, orphanages for the Native American kids. And so this is where they taught them the history that they wanted them to know, right? This is how you reset a people. You get rid of the adults, right? And you you re-educate the kids. And so now when the kids grow up, they'll teach their kids the, the fake history that they were taught in what in, in the uh in the orphanage, and now you you've changed history. Makes me wonder right? if that's what they got going on with these COVID vaccines or something. You know how uh, they were talking about all the uh, elderly. Ba basically, they started admitting with these vaccines, they're like, uh, they're you know anyone with any uh, e effects uh, or effects already you know poor health and all this, it will magnify them. Uh, so you got to wonder if they're accelerating um, some kind of uh, thing, even in a modern period. Like, do they expect another mud flood or anything? Uh, that, that's what also goes through my mind, Leno. Um, so they're manufacturing a reset. So it's not that they expect the mud flood, but they're manufacturing a reset. And so kind of what they're doing with the kids is they're getting people used to the idea of taking vaccines. Right. Um, so they're getting them used to it so that with with um, vaccines, they can do anything they want to. You You give them access to to change your anatomy, however the fuck they want to do it. Right. Whether they, they want to make you better or worse. And so once our kids, because remember, they, they're targeting the kids with this. Once the kids are used to taking vaccines at the government's um, at the government say so, they can then reset the population however they want to, whether they want to kill people off. Um, they can determine who lives, who dies. Um, who lives where and, and, and everything like that, right? So that's kind of what uh, I, what I think of the vaccines as is a reset tool, right? They don't need a mud flood. They can just kill people up. The mud flood was a tool to turn off the grid, right? So remember, that's why at post-reset, they never turned the grid back on. The mud flood was simply to, to cut the grid off. Some, right? some so of the tech the mud flood, can I ask a question about the mud flood real quick here? Do you what believe you it was manufactured or they knew it was coming and they used it, never let a good crisis go to waste? No, 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 no. So you guys were talking about it earlier, right? Um, weather modification didn't just start. This is more than 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old. They have documented weather modification in the 1800s. Um, they give credit to Tesla for creating an earthquake device. The mud flood was created using a tool. It was a tool to cut off the grid. So remember, you got a worldwide power grid. So um, one of the other things that we don't really talk about is um, nights. You guys uh, watch uh, movies and you got these nights and they got on these big, uh, they got on these metal suits. That's right. Right. And mm -hmm. They're on top of these horses. And so the thing is, when you look at it, they're fighting other people who have one metal suit. So it's like, yo, how does two people in metal suits kill each other? That's because that's not what they were for. So that's a cover story. The, the, the metal suits were Faraday cages. The grid was on. They actually used to use energy from the ether and fight with that. So it's, it's guys in Faraday cages manipulating the, the energy from the ether um, as a weapon against people. The mud flood was done as a weapon to turn off the grid so that those guys couldn't fight anymore. Wow. Now, some of this technology, I've seen um, renditions and even images, uh, pictures, it looks like almost from 
some of this technology, some of the things they had back then, like they had sidewalks that were like full on um, escalators or whatever, just moving down the street. They had uh, what yeah, looked so like- Yeah, let's do the Chicago World's mm-hmm. Fair. They had moving sidewalks. They had wireless electricity. Um, lights were came, uh, lights came on. Um, mm, plug no all your stuff. We're out of time. Plug, all, plug all your uh, social media and your product. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, VickerForPain.com, best topical CBD products in the world. Um, uh, Twitter, 10IF Cookout on, on Twitter, 10I, uh, T-I-N Cookout, uh, 10F Cookout, T-I-N-F Cookout. Um, that's the best place to find us um, in the podcast talking all this crazy shit. Like I said, man, I'm, I ain't nothing special, man. I just, uh, I, don't, I don't want to disappoint your audience. I'm sorry. Excellent job, man. Where can we find you on Clubhouse? Where can we find uh, you on Clubhouse? You can Clubhouse? always find me at King Solomon's Temple on The Painful Truth, Wednesdays and Fridays, um, 9 o'clock Eastern on Wednesdays, 10 o'clock on Fridays, uh, all Eastern times. That's when I hold my rooms and we talk, we get this. Great show, Linnell. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank we'll see you tomorrow, man. everyone. Good night, everybody. Shepard Ambellis here. I bet you didn't know I make beats. That's right, I make beats. All exclusive, original beats that you can have for your very own musical projects. Just contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or via email and set something up. Let me know what you need for your project. Here's my latest beat I call Judgment Day. Original beat Judgment Day by Shepard Ambellis. Remember, if you need an all original beat, contact Shepard Ambellis. Copyright 2020. Hi everyone, Shepard Ambellis here, and I wanted to personally thank you for tuning in to the Ambellis Talk Network where you can listen to your favorite shows and guests chop it up 24-7, 365. News, talk, and commentary. ATN.Live has it all. Great shows like Rained Out Rantcast, Conspiracy Chicks, Berserker Survival, The Cole Report, and my show, The Shepard Ambellis Show. Click the schedule button on the main page to view the full schedule. Also, Don't forget to support the network. Scroll down to the bottom of the main page and show some love. Check out your favorite shows, ATN.Live, the Ambellus Talk Network. This is Bethany Adani from The Shepherd Ambellis Show, co-host with Aaron Cole. And I'm here to remind you that you can catch us on Ambellis Talk Network, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. Again, you can catch us on ATN.Live. Call anytime and show us some love. ATN.Live, The Shepherd Ambellis Show, with Shepherd Ambellis and co-host Bethany Adani, which is myself, and Aaron Cole. Join us. 